Hey guys, welcome back to the Students Beyond Borders podcast, where we talk about all things study abroad. I'm your host, Kate, here with my co-host, Nicole, and today we've got another alumni on the line to share his story about study abroad. His name's Adam, he's totally awesome, and he's from Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. He's even got his own podcast he's going to be telling us about, which you definitely have to go check out. He's a USAC ambassador, and he's got lots of stories from abroad where he spent a semester in Torino, Italy. And we're so excited he's joining us for our conversation today. So Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me today. I'm very excited. We're excited too. So to get things started off, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, maybe where you're from, where you study, what you do? Definitely. So my name is Adam Melamed. I'm currently a fourth year economics major studying at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, California. In my free time, I enjoy running, mountain biking, exploring different areas around the Central Coast and being outside. I definitely love being outside too. I identify with that very much. But at Cal Poly, you are hard at work as a student, but you've also done a lot on campus working as a student worker. And currently you do some work for USAC as an ambassador. Can you tell us a little bit more about your roles as a student worker and how that's played into your study abroad and also maybe how any of your professional ambitions have changed since study abroad? Definitely. So at Cal Poly, I'm involved within the College of Business as a peer mentor. And within that role, I have three to five mentees where I provide academic assistance, goal setting, motivation, and in terms of finding a better balance between school and life. That's one of my biggest commitments, I would say, within my time at Cal Poly. Additionally, I work for the Disability Resource Center where I provide ADA accommodations and tying it into how these roles have affected my departure and coming back from study abroad. I would say the biggest thing after coming back from study abroad was really sharing my, my story with other people and encouraging others to want to get to experience a new culture and potentially a new language and learning about what there is outside the United States. I think that's a great perspective, having access to so many other students and so many other peers and being able to, you know, preach the study abroad message, so to speak to them is a great opportunity. Absolutely. And you're doing lots of work as a USAC ambassador as well, which we really appreciate sharing the word about how you came to studying abroad. And so I figured maybe now would be a good time to get into a little bit of that. You studied abroad in Torino, Italy, or Turin. And I was wondering, Adam, a little bit about how you came to select that program. When I talk to students, I often hear a lot of maybe not confusion, but just a challenge of figuring out which program is right for them. So could you explain a little bit about how you stumbled upon Torino? Definitely, definitely. So going to college, I really, one of my biggest goals was to study abroad. I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go. I just knew I had this idea in mind of taking a semester and going to explore the world. And so initially when I was going through the process of 
trying to figure out where I wanted to go. I found a few different places, but unfortunately they didn't line up with the academic schedule that I was looking for. So I went to our international center at Cal Poly and spoke with a few student advisors. They provided some great information on USAC. And I was like, wow, there's so many incredible programs offered through USAC. I need to take a look and see what could fit or what can I check off the box as far as my interest. So I did a little bit of exploring, looked in Spain, looked in Italy. I had a few friends who had actually studied in Turin the year prior. And so I reached out to them and grabbed coffee and we chatted about their experience with USAC, the courses, the city, everything that my friend was talking about was checked off the list of my interest studying abroad. So it made it a little bit easier going into the program, hearing from friends, what their experience was like. So I kind of knew the expectation going in. That's, you know, an interesting way to find a program through friends. I think that whoever you can talk to relating to study abroad, especially if they've had that experience can be helpful. But I know that for many students, finding their path to studying abroad looks differently. And so I wanted to briefly mention mine and maybe Nicole can chime in about hers. But for study abroad for me, I knew I really wanted to go to a German speaking location. So that really narrowed down my options for me. And I know that probably is the case for many other students as well. You know, if you're learning a language, it's pretty simple. Okay, I want to learn Spanish. I'll go to a Spanish speaking location. But for me also, I had family in the German region. So that really narrowed down my options for me because I really wanted to go learn a little bit about my own culture, which we in the field, you know, term like heritage seekers, things like that. But what about you, Nicole? How did you find your program? So I think I probably was a little different than a lot of students out there. I studied abroad in Paris and I knew from a very young age, I'd say relatively compared to study abroad when I was in high school. So I took French, but I knew that's where I wanted to study abroad. I wanted a French speaking country. I wanted the biggest city I could get my hands on. I wanted access to not only French culture, but other cultures, which often metropolitan areas give you access to. And so I was set on finding a program that offered me Paris but also that worked within my academic goals as well. And then just some personal interest because I did end up taking courses that would fall under the fun bucket. And so I did a little backwards as opposed to saying, here are my boxes, where can I go that'll check these boxes? I said, okay, I wanna go here. What program gives me the opportunity to go here that also has some boxes that I don't mind checking off. But I also spoke with alumni. That was a really, really big part of my search. I think that alumni have a lot of wisdom to share. Adam, as you now know, as an alumni, and if you are fortunate enough to speak to an alumni who maybe you have a close relationship with, or they're more of a peer, they're probably more likely to be more candid and honest about their experience instead of trying to sell you a program, right? So I always recommend talk to friends, talk to younger alumni, talk to alumni who just returned. That's what I did. I talked to a couple of sorority sisters who had returned from my program about their experiences and what they liked, what they disliked, and that was able to really sway me. And then of course the obvious things, are my credits gonna transfer? How long am I gonna be gone? How much is it gonna cost? All that stuff as well. So speaking of becoming an alumni, Adam, you've been back from Italy. How, since you've returned, have things changed from you? Are your academic interests still the same? Have your global perspective shifts, any personal shifts that went on? Do you have any different interests that you're experiencing or anything that's changed since you've returned? I love that question because it's really nice to be able to reflect on, you know, your time while you're in another country, but being able to come back and share 
the experiences that you learned and the exposure to how people live life in that country, I think has been one of the most impactful things for me. I'd say that one of the biggest things that has really changed for me has been the way I interact with friends. And before going abroad, I usually would hang out with friends. We wouldn't really think too much of what we were going to do. Maybe we go for a hike, go hang out at the beach. But after studying Italy and realizing how big or how important food was, so like having a nice meal with friends and being able to sit at a table and chat with them about life, school, etc., was something I brought back with me. And for instance, after coming back, I would host dinner parties for friends. I took an Italian cooking class, which I'll talk a little bit more about later. And just being able to sit down, being over 21 or older, having a glass of wine and just chatting with friends. I feel like I was able to get to know them so much better and, you know, really cherish the time we had with one another. So I'd say that's one of the biggest things I brought back from studying in Italy. You know, I would say that I brought back the same thing for my study abroad. When I was in Paris, we were told a lot by our program staff that in America, time is money in Europe time is everything. And it's really true. I think most countries across the world, America has a very different mindset, but really values that personal time, sitting down for meals, not eating on the go, spending dinner time with your family, your friends, X, Y, Z. It's something that I still hang on to, to this day. I'll go out to dinner, you know, with my fiance or my parents, and we'll spend two, three hours at a restaurant, you know, until they kick us out, just talking and enjoying our meal and enjoying the time to slow down. I think that's a great perspective and a great quality to hang on to for sure. Don't lose that. And I'll add too, I think one of the things, and I, I think this comes with culture shock. And we talk about that a lot in, you know, study abroad. And when you return, you sort of get, I mean, you go through culture shock when you're there, but then there's reverse culture shock. And when you get home and something that I realized was I was a lot more curious than I ever thought I would be. I was curious, you know, enough going to study abroad, but the whole experience brought a new wave of curiosity for me. So when I I returned home, I was really curious to see the places that were really normal and obvious to me. I, I got to see them through a new lens and a new perspective. So everything sort of looked different and everything was, you know, interesting again. So that was a really nice piece that I brought back from study abroad. And another thing I wanted to talk about, Adam, was about some of the things that we don't really necessarily expect to experience while we're abroad. You know, there's only so much we can garner from a, a website or from conversations. You're not going to get the whole story of what is, you know, in front of you for, for your experience abroad. So I was wondering if you could maybe talk about some of those unexpected experiences abroad. Maybe you met people you weren't expecting to meet or got involved with things that you weren't really uh, preparing for. Do you have any experience that you can share with us? Definitely. So coming into my program, I knew that I was going to be studying with about 50 to 60 other American students at the host university we were studying at. But the first day we had an orientation and after our orientation, they said, all right, to our program, we're going to go and meet the other Erasmus students. And I heard Erasmus and I was like, what does that mean? I really had no idea if it was like other Italian students or what they were like. But we ended up going in this auditorium and we got to meet another, I believe there were a hundred, hundred plus Erasmus students from all over Europe, different parts of the world. And from that day on, my study abroad experience 
was so unique and different because I got to meet people from Portugal, Germany, France, the UK, the list goes on. And I'm able to cherish those memories that I had with them and stay in touch with some of those people today. So that was something that I was not expecting, but I think was a pretty incredible surprise to have had abroad. I think that's a great benefit that students often don't expect, right? Like you're saying, you expect to make connections with the friends in your USAC cohort and then probably some local students, right? Italians on campus or friends from a club, but it's the opportunity to meet people from all over the place. Many of our programs provide students with access, whether it's through housing or classes or opportunities with other programs like Erasmus to interact with students from all over the world is a really unique opportunity, I think. And yeah, if you take advantage of it, it can definitely be very beneficial and you'll create lifelong connections and opportunities that you never expected to happen that'll change your life for sure. Erasmus, I believe, I might be butchering this a little bit, but essentially it's study abroad for students in the EU, I believe. Do you guys, you're shaking your heads, is that... (laughs) Yeah, so it's an exchange program for European students, countries, universities within the EU, like you said. So Italians study in France or vice versa, or like you said, Poland, anywhere. And they essentially are studying abroad like you are, as far as I know, integrated into the university culture and the life with local students. And I guess there's something to say for that, too, in that you're in the same boat, really. You're sort of experiencing something unknown to you and it might all be interesting and you know you're curious about what the coffee shop has to offer what this place has to offer that place you know all right well I also wanted to talk a little bit about the program location Torino is not a place that I've been before I've been to Italy absolutely loved it I studied abroad in Austria and so that borders Italy and I got to travel there actually quite frequently. And I'm, I'm really happy I did because I fell in love with that country, but I'm not as familiar with Torino. So I was wondering if you could share a little bit about how you found Torino to be, what type of city was it? What did you like about it? Was there something you didn't like about it? What can you tell us? Yeah. So I remember initially after I applied for the USAC program in Torino, I looked up a picture to be honest with you, I didn't really know what Turin was supposed to look like until after I applied, but I saw it was this city, about a million people, That and in the background, you could see the Italian Alps, and I'm a avid snowboarder, so when I saw that, I got super, super excited that the skiing wasn't too far away, but Turin, like I said, it's about a million people. I would say it's a pretty comparable size to San Francisco as far as population. There were very, very few English speakers there, I believe. When we were there, there were around 100 Americans total in the whole city. So very much so getting that culture shock of not being able to communicate with the locals there was really beneficial because I was forced to learn Italian and whatnot talk about that a little bit later, but talking on the city itself, I believe it has the largest river that runs through Italy called the Po. And I would run along it almost every day. It's absolutely incredible being in a city, but also having this river, which had parks around it as well. Something else that I was kind of curious about if if there was going to be a lot of greenery, but there was too. In addition to the river and the parks, the piazzas, they're absolutely incredible. I mean, you go to different parts of Europe and you'll see these incredible piazzas with these massive homes that were ruled by the king and queen, you know, hundreds of years ago. So that was also pretty incredible. And public transportation there is great. I mean, anywhere you go in Europe, 
there's going to be buses, metros, trains, etc. And that was primarily how we got around the city. I lived about 30 minutes from the campus. I lived closer to downtown where there was the central station. And I would take either the bus or take the metro to school. So that was one of the definite benefits of being in a bigger city was having the public transportation. So are there different cities around Torino that you could travel to? I know it's sort of in the corner of Italy. Could you speak a little bit to the location in regards to the rest of the cities around Europe? Turin, like I said, is definitely one of the larger cities in Italy. It's located in the northwestern region, in the Piedmont region, which is surrounded by wine country and the mountains. So there weren't necessarily big cities that were near. I think one of the closest big cities was uh, Genoa, about three hours away. There's the city itself of Turin, and then you have surrounding cities like Osti and Alba, where you could find some of the most incredible truffles, white wine. So it was really cool. Like one of our first weekends, we hopped on the train, 30, 40 minute train ride, and we were out in the countryside, something that was not necessarily expecting, but really convenient and an incredible way to see the rural parts of Italy. The, another close city was Milan. So that's how we usually would travel to other parts of Europe. We'd f- take a bus or train to Milan which was also another incredible city in Italy and go explore there, travel outside of the airport. I love that you went into your study abroad, not really knowing a lot about Torino, the city itself and the surrounding areas. I, as I just said, did the exact opposite. When I studied abroad, I knew pretty much everything about what I was going to be getting, which is why I wanted it. I'd done my research. So I admire you for diving in. It's something that we tell students all the time, like no matter how much research you do, and I still agree, you're not going to know everything. And there's going to be so much unexpected anyway. And you just skipped a step and went straight to allowing yourself to be totally surprised and have no preconceived notions or no ideas beforehand. I think that's really admirable. That's an exciting way to take on the challenge. Thank you. I appreciate it. Did you hit up any other countries around Italy? Yeah, I was able to go to a few different parts of France, which was incredible. I went to the ocean, the mountains, and then I went to Paris as well, which was amazing. I got to travel to, I'd say, seven or eight different countries within the EU. I went to the UK, which I know is not part of the EU anymore, but UK, Ireland, France, Belgium, Netherlands, Austria. Those are just some of the few that were so easily accessible from Italy. And you mentioned when we were talking before about a trip to Brussels, I believe, right? And I think that was part of one of your classes. Could you tell us maybe a little bit about how academics were sort of fused with your travel and what else you experienced with the academics abroad? Of course. So yeah, going into study abroad, I knew that academics and the courses I took would definitely be very interesting and fascinating, just being taught through a different lens, different perspective outside of the States. The trip to Brussels that Caitlin's talking about, we were taking a history of the European Union course. And I remember the first or second week, my professor said, all right, guys, if you're interested in going to Brussels for a weekend trip, raise your hand. And we all just looked around like, that's going to happen. So we ended up going to Brussels and we got to tour the European Union, saw the council, parliament, and got to sit in on some meetings, which was really incredible. I mean, I, I was not expecting to get that kind of exposure while being abroad, but I guess when you're learning about things within the region, it's much more accessible and you could go see it face to face, which was amazing. 
Yeah, that's a great opportunity and definitely something we say it all the time with study abroad is the benefit of it is that you get to actually live out what you're learning in your textbooks, right? You're seeing it come to life. And that's exactly what that was, that trip to Brussels. It sounds like, you know, you were just soaking in exactly what you were learning. It makes it a lot easier to resonate with the material. And I'm sure you probably will never forget it. You'll never forget that class. Yeah, I'm an economics major, like I said, and that was definitely one of my favorite economics courses I've taken ever. So I would 100% agree. So moving forward, looking towards the future, what advice, it sounds like you've spoken to a lot of students about your study abroad experience and you understand the value of insight from alumni. What sort of advice would you give to students who are on the fence about study abroad and aren't quite ready to take the plunge? Yeah, that's a great question. And whenever someone brings up the idea of studying abroad, I always urge them, why not just do it? It's one of the only times you have in your life where you could just freely go and see a new country with very little responsibility. Being a college student, you might not necessarily have to take care of family. You're just taking care of yourself and getting to see different parts of the world with new friends. Some of the people I met on my program also went to my host university. I didn't know them prior, but I would consider them some of my closest friends today after getting to study and see these different parts of the world, it's a huge growing opportunity. I, I would just have to say, like, if you have the opportunity to study abroad, I would 100% take it because you'll make lifelong memories and incredible friends while you're at it. I think that is perfectly said. I have struggled with this question, you know, how to convince students to study abroad. And there isn't one, there's a million reasons why you should study abroad. And I feel like everyone is valid. There's just so many reasons to go out and explore the world, broaden your horizons. I know that's a very cliche, you know, quote, but really you just see things in a completely new way when you study abroad. So thanks for sharing that. And Adam, you have your own podcast, right? That is correct. And can you tell us a little bit about how you got your podcast started and tell us maybe a little bit about the mini series in your podcast talking about your experiences in Torino? I think we can share the link to your podcast in our description as well. But what can you tell us about that adventure you've been on? So after coming back from abroad, I... Like I said, I was very eager and excited to share my story with friends and family, but I really wanted to showcase how, as Nicole was saying it earlier, people just really appreciate and enjoy life in a different way in Europe. And so what I ended up doing at this podcast called The Pursuit was I, the purpose of the podcast was how to live a happier life. And I know that's such a general statement, but I wanted to showcase different career paths, different life options that people have been able to pursue that have really resulted in happiness and fulfillment. So that's kind of the premise of the podcast, but talking a little bit more about the experience and the episodes we talked about when I was studying in Turin, I've recorded several episodes with fellow classmates, Erasmus students I met, and even one of my professors while I was in Italy. And the episode like the highlight was this episode I recorded with my cooking professor, which I didn't get to talk about a bit earlier. But I took an Italian cooking course abroad and learned how to make homemade pasta, pizza, risotto, all these incredible dishes that I've brought back with me and been able to share with friends and family. And I was able to bring my professor or the chef onto the podcast and have her share a little bit more about her life and what inspired her to want to give back and teach others as well. So as Caitlin said, we'll 
include the link to the description of that episode and several other episodes in the description. But yeah, it's been a great experience and I'm very happy to be able to share my experience, you know, studying in Turin. I think that's a really great way for you to, like I said, hang on to that new mindset that you adapted from study abroad and not only hang on to it for yourself, but share it and use it as a tool to connect with others and continue to keep in touch with what you're passionate about. It's really exciting. And I listened to the episode that you did with your cuisine instructor. It's fantastic. And you can tell that you're really interested and genuine and passionate about exactly that, the pursuit of happiness and fulfillment. It's really well done. Thank you. I appreciate it. So before we wrap up, I want to give you just an open floor to share any last thoughts you have, any final words about study abroad, advice, whatever you got. Definitely. Well, I wanted to first off thank USAC for the incredible experience that I was able to have. I mean, if it wasn't for going in this program and, you know, with the residence director and all the people that were part of making this experience happen, I think they, you know, I would have had a very different outlook. So I want to first and foremost, thank you all for setting up this incredible program and the other programs. I have plenty of friends who have studied through USAC. Additionally, I know we talked about it a bit earlier, but my advice is if you get the opportunity to study abroad, take it. If you're not able to fit in your course load, try to travel and just see as many different places as you can because it'll really open your eyes up how different other parts of the world are than the United States. So that's something I'd like to end it on. Thank you so much, Adam. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and learning more about your experience. I think you've imparted some great wisdom and your illustrations of Torino definitely make me want to go travel there and eat all of the things and drink all of the things as well. And definitely, if you're listening to this, take a look at Adam's podcast. It's called The Pursuit. It's awesome. I've listened to a couple of those Torino episodes, especially, but good luck with everything, Adam. Thank you so much, Caitlin Nicole, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm thinking about the summertime, running through the water with my shoes off when the sun always shines, laying back in the grass with my shoes. Summertime, hi, not a cloud in the sky. Before we go, I wanted to let our listeners know about an exciting way to make their summer study abroad plans happen. Oh really? What's up? Well, we know 2020 was hard on a lot of students and we want to help them make study abroad happen. So USAC is offering a $500 discount on all summer 2021 specialty programs. All you have to do is enroll by the program deadline. That's a great offer. I know a $500 discount on any summer program fee is really helpful. Where can our listeners learn more about our summer programs and this discount? You can find all the details by visiting the Can I Still Apply page at usac.edu under Getting Started to Learn More. listening to Students Beyond Borders, a podcast brought to you by the University Studies Abroad Consortium. Please listen, subscribe, and review us on Buzzsprout or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow USAC on all your favorite social media channels at Study Abroad USAC. And if you have an idea for a future episode or want to learn more about study abroad, you can email us at studyabroad at usac.edu.